Hello and welcome to another episode of Paddock Chat, a West Midlands Group original podcast created to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock. My name's Simon Kruger and I'm the Graduate Communications Officer at the West Midlands Group. A common problem for farmers in West Midlands region is early and late season feed gaps. In this episode, Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development pastoral scientist Daniel Rial joins us for a chat about Feed 365 and how this project is aiming to eliminate the need for confinement feeding in periods of low feed quality and availability. Our conversations with Daniel was recorded in two parts. Firstly, in the field investigating trial sites and followed up with a recorded Zoom call. We hope you enjoy this episode and if you have any questions regarding Feed 365, please don't hesitate to get in contact with us at WMG. Now, without further ado, let's get on with the episode. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and may not be wholly appropriate for your purposes or situation. We recommend that you seek appropriate professional advice before implementing actions based on the information provided in this podcast. G'day Daniel, thanks for jumping into Paddock Chat and sharing your time with us. Before we get stuck into the specifics of Feed365, if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your history, your time in the ag industry and your current role at DPIRD. Yes, my name is Daniel Real. I work in DPIRD as a feed-based pasture researcher. I have been doing pasture research since 91 when I graduated back in Uruguay. And I work in the National Institute of Agricultural Research there till 2003. And in 2003, I came to Australia and worked five years at UWA. And then I moved to DAFWA, now deeper. What's Feed365 and what does the project hope to achieve? Well, Project Feed365 is a pasture feed-based project that we intend to evaluate different forage options that will cover all year round. And we will have forage at strategic times that are the main feed gaps. But we want to cover all year round and we want to measure the animal production in all of those times of the year and compare different options in each time of the year. So if we start with the growing season, we will compare the animal production from options that grow during the growing season, then animal production from options that will be growing later in the growing season, so the October, November, early December, and we will be comparing forage options that will grow in comparison with stubbles, and then we will be comparing forage options at the start of the growing season or before the growing season in the feed gap of April, May, early June. This project is a part of the Sheep Links uh, agreement that we have with mm. MLA, so this projects are co-funded between MLA and DPER mm. and, and it's very important to have the support of MLA in, in this kind of project. Yeah, of course. MLA is very interested in, in, in having this applied research and the collaboration with growing groups as well. And so like, why would you say it's more focused on the animal production side rather than say biomass? Yes, so the, the approach of this project is, is to measure everything with animal production. Mm. If we were going to do this measuring in a more traditional way as we do the pasture work, that will be small plots, cutting, and then having the forage quality of those plots, that would be a much simpler uh, approach mm. uh, and, and much easier to do. But we don't think that is the full story to measure the, the biomass and the quality. That won't give us the full story of what animals can 
perform in, in a forage. So you can have two forages that are with the same biomass and similar quality, but the, the plants have many more attributes that the animals will prefer one over another or mm. will do better or better balancing the nutrients of the, of the plant and the animals will perform better. We're also working with, with mixtures as well. So the mixtures, mm -hmm. the forage mixtures will be complementing each other. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are mixing uh, grasses and legumes and, and herbs, and they will be grazing a, a mix of different species. Mm. Uh, and hopefully mixes that will be complementing each other from a nutritional point of view. So it is it's more complex what we're trying to compare than just simple biomass and quality. We're measuring the biomass and the quality as well, of mm. course, but our, our main aim is to compare the animal production from one option versus the animal production of another option. So, you know, what's the background of Feed365? Like, where the idea come from initially? Well, the, so with the, with the Feed365 project, we are a, a large group of pasture researchers from the bird, animal researchers from the bird, and modelers as well and economists yeah. as well so we want to to put together what every farmer is doing every farmer that has animals is doing a fit 365 in one way or another in their own farm uh, but they lack information because that information hasn't been generated really to compare all the possible forage options so we all have been working for many years in different species and now we want to put them together into a system mm -hmm. and see how it's best to combine them and which ones to use so at, at Katanin that is our main research center we are evaluating everything with the same area uh, but the final recommendation will be that you have to have a certain proportion or percentage of your area with one option and another percentage of another option and another percentage with another option and so on. Mm. That will be optimized by modeling at the end of the project. Okay. And that's how you're working together. It's, it's not just someone that knows pastures and someone that knows the economic side of it. You need modeling afterwards as well. So that's why it's yeah. like a whole intro. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a whole group of people. So this is a very big project mm. that has many researchers so there's no single pasture researchers even each of us have been 30 years doing pasture research mm. when we gather as a group and discuss what we're going to do we need the knowledge of all of us mm. to really cover all the forage options that we want none yeah. of us as a single individual has all the knowledge that we are combined having and the same when you add into that all the animal researchers and you add the economists and the modelers. Uh, so we're working really as a, as a large team in FIT365. Mm. What does this region kind of offer that Catanin doesn't at this point in time? Well, the, we are using Catanin as our main center of the, the research, but we are very aware that Catanin is only just one place with some climate and its own soil types. Mm. But to make this relevant for Western Australia, we needed to, or the southwest of Western Australia, we need to expand to many other regions. So the way of expanding to the other regions was to go to grower groups and join the efforts between grower groups and the researchers 
to try some of the op best options that we're trying or some of the thinking of the group of Fit365 to put it into together with the thinking of a group in a specific area. Mm. So in this case, in the West Midland group, we want to collaborate with, with the group and all the growers from the group to, to develop a, a method for evaluating specific feed gaps and options for specific feed gaps in this region. Mm. Yep. And so uh, there's so many aspects to pasture and feed management. How can growers be proactive in mitigating risks and uh, managing pastures for year-round feed? Well, hopefully we will be able to answer that at the end of the project. We're trying to do the project to, to answer that kind of question. Yeah, of course. So the information that we think that there is available when you want to try to find it, mm. it's not available in comparing the animal production of different options. Even even options that have been used for many years, mm. uh, you can have production of different options, but not real comparison with in the same years or same situations. So we need to have much better information for the farmers mm. to be making an informed choice in what to select and what is the best option from an animal production point of view. The final aim for the farmers is not to grow the pasture itself, but is to, to have the, the animal production from that pasture. And that information, because it's difficult to obtain and is from a research point of view, is much more complex a project that involves a, a range of pastures measured by the animal production that is much more complex than having small plot trials that you saw with a cone seeder and you cut with a mower mm -hmm. and you send them to analyze for the quality. It is a completely different complexity in the project. That's why it is, you don't have many of those. Mm. Uh, and we need to target this kind of project to I get information that is relevant. I suppose it's bigger than, you know, you can, you, like we saw at the paddock we were out before, you can plant a pasture species like sorghum that's going to look awesome, it's going to grow massive, mm. you're going to have wicked biomass, but for the farmer, if the animal production doesn't come from it, you're yes. kind of missing out. So that's where you guys are, are going into target, like yeah. specific strategies for farms. Exactly. Mm. In, in the example that we saw this morning, mm. if we were going to measure the the production and the quality, we would assume an animal production mm. that was completely wrong. The animal production was saying, well, animals didn't touch this pasture, so it was, was almost the same as doing nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, is, yeah, uh, it yeah. is basically the same as doing, doing nothing anyway. Yes, so we, we will be trying some, some new technologies as well, but also uh, we'll establish an existing technology. Okay, but yeah. we will be trying to put an animal production value to those technologies. Yeah. So for later on, farmers, when they are deciding which option to do, they can decide, well, this is the option that will give me the most animal production mm. yeah. and not just the most biomass. What were the most interesting findings from the Catanning Research Station phase of Feed 365, in your opinion? I think that the most interesting findings from the work that we have done in the first year of establishment. The, so last year, the project was approved in late May. So we started a bit late in the season and we had to do the fencing and watering and everything to, to the site. So that took us a bit more time. So even with a year that we were running a bit behind, 
we were able to establish all the pastures that we that we wanted, all the experiments that we wanted. We are running 48 half hectare plots in two sites of 22 and 26 plots. And when we started the grazing in early spring of the first plots that we had the fence ready, we have been able to almost continuously be grazing in different plots from there till till now. So we started grazing the annual pastures. Then we move into drying annual pastures and some summer crops. Then we continue with some summer crops and stubbles. And now we are with perennials in grazing at this time of the year. So we have two types of perennials. In there we have a plot of tedera that we are starting to graze now. And we have a plot of lucerne, chicory and cockswood that we are grazing now as well. Uh, we have shrubs as well that that will come a bit later, so they will will start the grazing of the shrubs maybe in in this spring, and then we will have them for the following seasons as well. So we so without applying any supplementary feeding, I think that we have been able to to have animals grazing almost all the time with just a, a small period at the Christmas time that we took them out. Mm-hmm. mainly because we had to look after the animals and it was a, a period that was, was hard to get the, the right people to look after them at that time. Yeah, it's Christmas time. It's not much of a surprise that it's hard to get people who are available mm-hmm. right over that period. <laughs> yes. Well, what do you see as the most relevant of the findings for the West Midlands region? Well, I, I think that most of the species that we that were working at Katanning most of them will also work quite well in the West Midland region. So there's there's no real reason why what we're doing at Katanning will not apply to West Midland. Mm-hmm. But but also the in the West Midland we can use other species as well that we are not trying at Katanning because Katanning is colder. So mm-hmm. for example the, the C4 grasses that you are using there like the panicum and rose rose grass we are not using at Katanning because it's it's a bit cold at Katanning and in previous experience they haven't performed that well. So we're using other C4 grasses at Katanning that might be interesting as well to try in, in the West Midlands region as well. So that's the main reason for going to, to grower groups expanding the area that we are working with from, from Katanning expanding to a larger area of Western Australia. Yeah, of course, yeah, because obviously you've been able to test quite a bit from what I can tell in Katani to try and fill that feed gap that we were talking about earlier. Yes, we try to evaluate the species that we thought that will grow well at Katani. When mm-hmm. we move to the grower groups and other regions, they are the same and other species, and maybe some species we won't be trying in West Midlands, but it makes more species available when we work across a, a larger region. Yeah, okay. So I know that at this point in time you've you have some other feed three six five trials starting in other areas of the southwest, like Esperance, like we've just talked about. But what in particular are you looking to get out of the satellite phase or grower group phase focus stage of three six five overall? Well yesterday we visited with yourself the groups in growers in West Midland Group and it was very clear that what they wanted or that their main aim was to find species or find a, a system to to fill the autumn feed gap and within that the c4 grasses were playing a very important role 
and that's a system that we're not with those particular grasses we're not using at Katani. So we want to evaluate them in, in other regions like the West Midland Group. So it's a it's a very good opportunity for us working with the West Midland Group to evaluate the animal production from those C4 grasses versus other systems. Yeah. And that we can't do at Katani. So so that's the purpose of going to the grower groups. So with the grower groups, we will be covering a, a range of rainfall and soil types that Katani is just a single place. Now, where can our listeners and members find more information about Feed365 and the project if, if they're after it at the moment, aside from what they can get from West Midlands Group and the other grower groups that are associated with it so far? We, we have a website at DPERT. So if you Google Feed365, and DPERT, that will take you to the um, website of DPERT. And we, we have information there, but we are putting together the information of what we achieved in the first year. And hopefully we might be able to put that in the website as well. So at the moment in the website is more just a description of the project, but we will be trying to put more results of the different years as, as we get along. Okay, excellent. This is the last thing that we like to do on on the podcast, and Nathan's been pushing to do it on each one, so I like to continue the trend. What got you started in agriculture, and what keeps you interested in this incredibly diverse industry? As I said briefly before, I am from Uruguay, and in Uruguay, agriculture and livestock is our main source of income for the country, and it's uh, it's very important. So I uh, so it it is an industry that is in the front mind of people in, back in my country. And so I, I always been in one way or another related to that. And I decided to, to study agronomy. So I am an agronomist and I graduated from the university there. Then I specialized in, in plant breeding and I did my PhD in New Zealand in, in plant breeding. So I have worked all, all my life in, in agricultural research and in pasture research. I think that working in research is very rewarding. I'm very passionate about it and allows you to not only fully understand the system or the, what you are working with, but also not to restrict yourself of what is there and mainly working with plant breeding. You can create new things and create new options that didn't exist before. And so that gives you like a freedom by mind to, to explore new opportunities or new solutions or think a, a bit out of the box. And so I find that very rewarding and challenging. So I really enjoy doing that. Oh, awesome. <laughs> That's a great answer. Thanks so much for your time, Daniel. It's much appreciated you jumping into the podcast and, and helping us out with this one. I hope the Feed365 project goes as well as it sounds like it's going to, and I'll be in contact with you in the very near future to keep this ball rolling. Okay. Thank you, Simon. Bye. That brings us to the end of this Paddock Chat episode. I really hope you've enjoyed the conversation as much as I've enjoyed recording it. We would like to extend our thanks and appreciation to Daniel for sharing his time and knowledge with us. If you are enjoying our content and would like to stay in touch, we would love to have you join us as a WMG member. You'll have access to a full range of innovative information with early bird access to our workshops, free or discounted entry to our major events and exclusive access to our members-only publications, including our quarterly technical magazine. 
Becoming a WMG member ensures you'll save hours of your valuable time with easy access to the most relevant and up-to-date information you really need whenever you need it. For more information, visit our website where you can sign up at any time. I'd like to thank our sponsors and members, without whom this would not be possible. I'll see you next time for more Paddock Chat, local knowledge from a paddock near you.